Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, and intern Bryson. Guys, on Saturday we watched the most horrific top 25 matchup in the history of the SEC in the shot clock era. Tennessee defeats Auburn by a score of 46-43. to 43. People want to mention the Georgetown game from 2012 where the final score was 37-36. to 36. Guess what? Tennessee was not playing on a high level back then. Realistically, you can say that we're not playing on a high level now, but guess what? We're number two in the country. We're number two in the country. And you only put up 46 points. We shot 9.5% from three. You heard that right. The Tennessee Volunteers, the number two team in the country at the time, only shot 9.5% from three. Two of 21. Auburn didn't do much better. They hit three of 21. This was the worst basketball game I think I've ever watched. If someone had never watched the game of basketball before in their life, and someone looked at their kid and they said, come on, we're going to go watch the Tennessee Volunteers. Yay, I want to go watch the Tennessee Volunteers. Guess what? That poor kid is going to hate the game of basketball for the rest of his life. It was awful. Yes, we won. And was there controversy at the end of the game? Yes. Was a foul made by Olivier Kamwa on Wendell Green Jr.? Maybe. Should a foul have been called when Vescovy got shoved out of bounds? Maybe. Were all the officials ready to get out of there and end that bunch of slop that we were watching? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jake sums it up pretty well. But, you know, big picture, I mean, this is between the Florida game and the Auburn game. I think we can agree this is probably the worst week of basketball we've played all year. We combined for 100 points between those two games. Yeah, exactly. And you shot abysmal. Like, it was terrible. 7 of 46 from 3 is the final stat But through the week. You know, sometimes you're going to have these little ruts as a team, and as bad as you've played, you're still, you still came out of this week 1-1. One one. You picked up a good SEC win at home against Bruce Pearl, your arch nemesis, and we've, we're still we – should be a top-five team. Number six – you're still number six in the country. Everything you want to achieve this season is still ahead of you. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. SEC championship, Final Four run, it's, it's all still ahead of you. And, you know, sometimes as a team you just got to work out through these uh, – ruts but you know it is interesting the nine for 47 stat from three I mean we're, we're getting yes we are getting open looks but we can't knock them down we don't have the personnel right now to knock them down we don't have any shooters on this team uh really Viscovi has been looked different a different player since his shoulder injury uh what was that about a month ago yeah he's not been the same player since yeah so which well, he's also not been the same player since he stepped on campus the player's been coached out of him his shot's not falling right now well nobody's shot is falling right now as a guy Ziegler went 0 of 10 from the field yeah I I think uh two big main areas of concern this summer once the season finally ends is you got to get a secondary ball handler first and foremost that's number one priority and you gotta get another point guard yeah that that yeah that's what I'm saying and you got to get some shooting on this team bad I mean I know Tyreek Key was supposed to be that guy that was coming supposed to come in and uh hit some shots for you and we did that the previous year with Justin Powell also but I mean, you got to get some shooters on this team, man. You can't just be relying on one guy like a Justin Powell or one guy like a Tyreek Key. You got to have multiple people on this team that can shoot the ball because if you go that way, man, it's really going to open up a lot for this program. Matthew, what did you see this Saturday? I saw one of the worst displays of basketball on both sides of the court. (laughs) This is the worst offensive game I've ever watched in my life. I was at the gym watching this game. 
I did not attend it because I didn't want to get there at 9 a.m. and have to wait outside in the freezing cold. And the first three possessions, I saw the worst basketball I've ever seen being played. Well, Olivier Cumwell, I think he went 0-5 to start the game, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, and we were all texting each other, and it's like, guys, what in the world is going on? I mean, because what did I say last week? Yeah, start I out s- fast. Start fast and shut down Johnny Broom. What did we not do to start that game? He came out one. Neither of those. He came out one, like nine, nine straight. He had, the what they have, like, he had like six of their first ten or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. We, oh, I thought we were about to get run out of the gym. Yeah. I mean, as, it surprised me that we came back and fought back a little bit, but, I mean, everything we said <laughs> that they needed to do, they didn't start the way out that way. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just get lucky because had Auburn, had, had Auburn shot, hell, even 35% from the field. Like, we'd be in trouble, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple ways I feel like you can look at this. Like, maybe it's a good thing that we're struggling now so we can peak later in the season uh, opposed to other years. But I just am really struggling with the fact that Julian Phillips has only shot seven shots combined in the last two games, which is uh, – I mean, that, that should be our go-to score. I don't understand what we're doing here. I mean, you had Meshack – play what nine minutes Saturday mm-hmm. you yeah. shot five times yeah. and you had Julian Phillips play what 20 minutes 21 I think yeah something like maybe, that but yeah. he shot what four. two no, I, I don't even think he shot that many I maybe. thought two or three I think yeah. he at shot most four I think was what he shot but another alarming stat that needs to be made note of take a guess at what our free throw percentage was 58 percent Saturday or for the whole week Saturday Saturday is 58.8 10 for 17. That is unacceptable. Well, it's most of those are from uh, Euros. So if you take Euros out of the equation, I mean, still not. He was 0 for 3. Yeah, he's 0 so for 3. You go 10 for 14 without him, that's about 70, I don't know, 72%. The thing is, like, you have to be hitting at least 70 to 80% to give yourself a chance. If you hit 89% of your free throws, you know, you're not in the conversation that we're having right now. We're not having the conversation of we only scored 46 points. Granted, we don't have, like, what, 54? I mean, it's better Same than, as what we had yeah. against Florida? We really Florida. don't get to the line. Like, No, we don't. We shot 12 against Florida, but we hit 11, so we shot 92%. And then you shot, what to, what we say? 10 of 17. 10 of 17, so 12 and 17. You had 29 free throws combined from the two games. Yeah, you made 21. So 21 of 29 in two games. Comes out to About a whopping 72%, oh. which I mean – I mean, you need to be shooting. That's not great as a team. No, no. you need to be shooting seventy-five to. I mean, hot, I mean, mid-eighties is where you want to be as a team. Let's go right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Fake Bob is first. What do you say, Fake Bob? I'm glad y'all hit on that free throw thing. That was one of the things I was going to bring up uh, between Euros and uh, Waka. The other big. Yeah, Walker. Yeah, they were zero for five, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Walker missed them two at the end. Um, but I also think you don't win that game without a Walker getting them putbacks there in the middle of the second half. Oh, you're hundred percent right. Hundred percent. Um, to me, it just looks like our guys are tired because a lot of their shots were short Saturday, hitting the front of the rim and stuff like that, and it's just, I don't know, like, even Sakai's shot, you can just tell that it's just it's just not the same right now. Well, and I don't know if it was you that made the comment last, or, or yeah, last week, Fake Bob, about us looking gassed at, or during the Florida game. Mm-hmm. 
because we look gassed then too. I mean, like, what are we doing? Are we just sending them back to Pratt and just running them to death? I mean, Zakai is going to be dog tired because he's playing 36, 37 minutes a game. But, I mean, this is a thing. I mean, we've had it with Rick Barnes before. We've all had, like, they look tired. They're gassed out by the time March comes. Same thing we talked about with Grant and Admiral's team. Like, it's been a recurring theme for Rick Barnes. And, man, I, like, yes, after that game Saturday, I would have just said burn the film. Like, you got Sunday off. Just forget about it. Relax. Get your get your body right and come back to work Monday. But I would not have – who knows what they did yesterday. But, you know, sometimes you got to take a different approach. And, like, it's just uh... – I don't know. I know throughout the season he's done it a couple times. I mean, even Saturday, Olivier, there was times walking up the court or uh, when Zakai's bringing the ball court, he's basically just a slow jog, just barely making it up court. And I don't know if that's by design or if he's just tired. I don't know. Oh, he's tired, man. I mean, he's playing what a star NBA player would play in an NBA game. Star, More, honestly. Yeah, more. Yeah. Yes, NBA players don't even play 30, 36 minutes, minutes yeah, a game. Like, a this is season. like playing 2K and having your player as a 99 overall and just setting his minutes to the max. Yeah, this, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, how many minutes has he played in the last three games? Cause when oh, he, at least. Well, he, when did he play 40 minutes? Mississippi State, correct? He played 40 at Mississippi State. 40, 37, 23, 37, 36, 35. The that tw- is not wow. healthy. The 23 was from the game where he won by 40 against Georgia here. What are we doing, man? Fake Bob made a good point, though. Like, maybe that is by design. And it is kind of frustrating how slow we and like we run our offense. Like, we have no sense of urgency whatsoever. It's not up-tempo by any means. No. I almost blew up at one point Saturday in late half, uh, late in the second half. I don't know if y'all remember. There was a a point where an Auburn player drove the basket and like the shot was missed, and two him and one of his other guys fell on the floor. So it could have been like a five on three situation, and we drive it down the court and just pull back and then start getting in their offensive set. And it's like, go to the basket. You're struggling to get points. Absolutely, and. That's one thing, man. You've got to put the ball in the bucket. And one of the things that I saw this weekend after the game was, oh, well, Tennessee's taking a lot of good quality shots. I'm like, well, that makes it worse because you're not hitting the good shots. If you have open looks, you got to hit. And, and like, especially in a game, ah! especially in a game like Saturday, we have so many misses. You have long misses come off the rim. That's when you go out and go. You go on a fast break, you run, and you can get make up some points that way. You can get easy buckets, layups, Fouls. get to the free throw line, things like that. But – now you got to push the tempo a little bit, man. You can't keep slowing it down, slowing it down. Yeah, and then just getting out of here and back to the free throw thing. I mean, if they're going to have to start hitting some shots, because, I mean, if they get to the tournament in the second half, Euros ain't going to be able to play at all because they'll be just hack a shack and him. And some of these other bigs are going to have to hit some free throws because even Best could be. I mean, he's not a shot as good as he was the last couple of years. I ain't up and looking. Appreciate the phone call, Fake Bob. I mean, he makes a lot of really good points. It's like, you know, we're running a very slow offense. Zakai Ziegler is gassed. I mean. When did you say his his 23-minute was? Against Georgia when he won by 40 or so, 30, whatever So, the outlier. So, the... Texas, Florida, and then this past Saturday Auburn. against Auburn. He's played 108 minutes in the last three games. That's not, that's not even counting Georgia as the outlier. No. Jake's just saying the last three games. So, yeah. in the past yeah. week, he has played 108 minutes from nice. last Saturday to this Saturday. 
He's played and having Golly. oh what there's what forty minutes of game time, so yeah. he's not he's played them. Yeah, nothing's went to overtime. I mean, he played. He shot great when he came off the twenty three minute game. Shot seven for ten against Texas, yeah. and then follows it up at Florida, six for nineteen, and then over ten Saturday, as you said. I mean, I mean he's playing ninety percent. Probably because he has fresh legs, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's dog and, tired. And if you yeah. go like if you go back when we played Kentucky here a couple weeks ago, he only played twenty seven minutes. Then he goes to Mississippi State, plays all forty. Shoot seven for fourteen from the field, like that's his best splits have been after he's gotten a little bit of rest. It's hard. It's hard to play thirty-seven minutes a game, thirty-six, whatever it is. Like you're gonna get dog tired out there. That you are. Let's go right back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Larry in Georgia is next. What do you say, Larry? Fellas, Larry, how we doing tonight? Pretty good, man. All right, two points. I'll make it fairly quick. You, I. I one of them is, is you guys were just right on it. Some of these guys have no legs right now. They are they are just absolutely and totally trashed right now as far as their legs. That's why they're not hitting these shots. They're a streaky team to begin with. Then you take away their legs and they're, it just makes it even worse. So if they get to the tournament and this is the way they're playing, it's, it's they're done. Like there's there is absolutely zero zero way to get through that. The only thing. There's two ways they're going to break this cycle. Number one, they need to get some guys a little bit of a rest. But also, the, the reason that they played the way they did this weekend, is it's a four-letter word, and don't worry, it does not start with F. S-O-F-T. All freaking year. Why are they going down low and putting up these ridiculous layups or, or just finger rolls? Take the ball to the freaking rim. Euros. You're like 900 feet tall and built like a brick outhouse. Go up and stuff the ball in somebody's freaking face and make them fall down and then back off of you. The more you put, pitch it inside and you show that you're actually not going to be soft, now you can kick it back out and you're going to have better open shots once you do get the legs underneath them. But the first key they have to do is get their legs underneath them. And right now, playing these guys the way they are, he's not going to let it happen. No, it's like we have. No, that's another thing, Larry. Is there's no intensity. What was it uh, during the COVID year when Alabama came in here during the shoot around? Said y'all are soft. We're gonna uh, throw y'all around all night long, and they came in here and did exactly that. We haven't had any dogs since Grant and Admiral. No, you weren't pushing them around. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why we don't get to the free no. throw line. No, you you were not. They were gonna rip your head off. And, and well, anyway, um, we'll save that for an off air discussion. <laughs> what they would have done with it, but. They may have stuffed that through the hoop. But I'm just – I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous. I don't understand why we have – and a couple of these guys are, are massive guys. They're ultra-athletic. There is no reason to lay the ball up. Okay, I'm 5'7", fat and old. I'm going to do a layup because I can't jump but about an inch and a half off the ground on a good day. These guys, they don't even hardly have to jump and they can, they can dunk the ball. Man, go up with some freaking authority for a change. I don't care what Rick is telling you. Go up and dunk the dang basketball. And I just right. want to point was, out, too, Larry, that, you know, you and I were two of the most positive people during football season. Look at the flip that both you and I have done since football season has ended with this basketball team and just how frustrating it is knowing that there's athletic ability over there that's not being utilized. Absolutely. not, And not just the guys that are out there. Where in the crap are some of these guys that are supposed to be good that are sitting on the bench? Why are they not playing? I don't understand. Why are you giving some of these guys 
so many minutes, and some of these other guys, Phil, how, how much has Phillips been playing? I know he hasn't shot a whole lot. Is that because he's not on the floor? I, and I, you have to forgive me. I can't watch every game because I'm down here in this cesspool where I live. But um, Well, I mean, that's you know, the problem is that he's getting the minutes. He's just not getting the ball. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, he gets starting minutes. He just has – I just don't think anyone can get him the ball. It's just ridiculous, man. I, I don't – like I said, I don't know if it's just Barnes' style of ball or what, but good Lord, man, somebody break out of this crap and take the ball to the rack for crying out loud. Anyway, and – you're right, man. And listen, I'm, I'm still positive. I'm still behind these guys. I still think they can make a halfway decent run in the tournament. But with the way they're playing right now, they're going to get lucky to get to the Sweet 16 to get out of that first weekend. The Sweet 16? They're going to be lucky to get to the second round! <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm saying. They're, they will be absolutely lucky to get out of that first weekend, the way they're playing right now. If they don't find something somehow to get some legs underneath them and start burying some buckets, they're done. There's just no way. And it's going to be some some ridiculous podunk university 15 seed coming in and, and beating us, and we're going to continue to be the freaking laughing stock of the SEC in basketball. And it's just stupid. Anyway, fellas, I'm done. I'm out. Y'all have a great night. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's go big freaking orange. Appreciate the phone call, Larry. Let's keep it rolling. What you got, Matthew? Uh, I just want to say the only way we give these guys time to get their legs out of them is you have to be the team like we did Georgia. That's the only way you get somebody, some of these guys off yeah. the court. I mean, now you're. Well, in even the, then, we're not pulling them off the court. Now you're in the meteor schedule, your SEC yeah. schedule. You can't, so you can't, you you can't, can't sit guys off. unless, yeah. like, if you got a ten point lead, even like. Well, was this load management? The NCAA with a load management. You got to load. I guess you got to load manage Ziegler, yeah, man. Unless I you mean, want him <laughs> in a wheelchair by March. <laughs> Too exhausted to even stand up. Yeah, crippled. Can't even walk around campus to get the basketball practice, basically. You're playing 80 minutes a week. Let's go back to the phones. Philly is next. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Philly. ZR hit it right on the head on Friday. He said, or he asked, how many shots has Tyreek Key made over the last few games? And I think we said one, and he screamed, he's on fire! Well... Pretty much summed up on what happened on Saturday. Uh, I've already said two. He's hit two shots in five games. Is that true or not? I think that's one hundred percent accurate, Phil. Well, why is he playing? Um, your guess is as good as ours, man. Phil. I mean, I don't know what's happened. They tried to bring him in to start as a point guard, and he's not a point guard. Never was going to be a point guard, and he's just not delivering in the way we thought he would. He's not delivered anything since that first game. Well, Barnes said BJ's going to be good, but uh, he still sits on the bench. And you know, I don't, I don't understand what they're doing over there. Ziegler, uh, he's a good player, but he can keep continuing to, like you all say, in this 37, 38 minutes a game, ain't going to work. Well, hell, Phil, there was one game he played the whole damn game, Mississippi State, and uh, Key is three for fifteen in his last four games. Oh, three for fifteen. Yeah. Okay, that was off of one then, one. Yeah. And not two, but three. Gotta give him credit for one shot. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy. It's all about guard play. I know the, the big big guys missed. The big guys did have some sh- makeable shots, and they just didn't hit them. Uh, uh, Paul Conwell, I mean, it's either feast or famine to him. He either looks great or looks terrible. Ain't no in between with the guy. Oh, it was famine the first five shots that he took. I was starving, Phil. <laughs> I was starving. 
But why don't he shoot a three when he's wide open? Well, he he can he does have a good looking three point shot. I don't understand why he don't shoot it more. Well, another weird thing, Phil, is you look at the shot quality from Saturday. I mean, these were good shots. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, see, we're taking good shots, guys. They're taking good shots. It's like, okay, well, guess what? They're not going in. That makes it worse. It'd be different if it were a bunch of contested shots, but it's not. And y'all right about Julian Phillips. I'm perplexed about what are they going to do to get him some shots. I mean, he's not getting shot shooting enough. I mean, you got a guy like that, 6'8", 200 pounds, that theoretically should be able to be like a little stretch four. He can guard almost every position on the floor, and we're acting like he's just like a little like a bum, like not giving him the ball. What was it, two shots, three shots Saturday? Uh, Three or four. Three, yeah. one for three. Are That's you it. kidding me? One for yeah. three. Four against Florida. And he's the guy that wow. should be able to drive to the rack and get you to the foul line. The five-star. Yeah. And supposedly, he's their, uh, by the analytics, he's their, the best defender on their team. Oh, so Phil, why don't give him more minutes? Don't get me started on analytics, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> the advanced analytics Buddy. all. They trump everything. Yeah, shot quality says we win the game seventy-eight to sixty-four, <laughs> even though we lost that game against Florida. Good night. Did you, did you hear uh, W say that May Shackle will start at Tennessee next year on his show? I hope not. Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I sure hope not. Man, <laughs> just tell it like well, it is, I mean, guys. He, you talk about back, uh, basketball IQ. There ain't none on that show. You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been, Phil? Except for that 11-month stretch where I sat behind that desk and ran the board. Well, that's why they call it the Jake the Snake Network, you know? Well, the way she goes, Phil. <laughs> so where, where are we going to go from here? I mean, Vanderbilt's going to be a dangerous game. Uh, I mean, we beat them in 11 in a row. Uh, we can't keep shooting it like this and beat Vanderbilt down there because, you know, they, Vanderbilt can score. They can, and that's another thing. Good point, Phil. We're undefeated against Jerry Stackhouse. You have to go 2-0 and this week. You have to. There's no other way around it because you're about to play Alabama, Kentucky, and A&M, all three. Oh, like, you, the thing is, if you don't win them both, you will implode. Oh, we could lose that little three in a row right there for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm saying you could implode. Really, I, I'd take one, just win one out of three and being, being realistic about it. I think two for one, two and one is ideal. I don't think you go three and zero. Oh. No, but you got to at least win one of them. Exactly, you can't you can't go for three. Because you lose all three of them, you'll be you'll be what ranked about fifteenth or sixteenth in the country. Of course, everybody loses every week. It's amazing that teams low lose and they don't drop, and we lose and we drop four spots. Why? Because we look so bad. Or we look, you know. Well, and Phil, something else that keeps getting brought up is that this is. A terrible year for college basketball and I think everyone with a set of eyes can look at this and know that this is just bad basketball yeah and it's not just Tennessee it's not just Kentucky it's not Duke it's not North Carolina it's the collective unit college basketball as a whole is not fun to watch there's really no dominant team out there even Alabama as good as they are could be beat on any given night oh yeah Oh yeah, any team can. It's uh, it's wide open. I mean, you could see a high seed win the NCAA tournament this year. I'm here for it. Let a mid major get one. 
If they want it, tell them to go get it because nobody in the Power Five wants it. I can see St. Mary's making a deep run yes. if you watch them Saturday night. Yeah, St. Mary's, yes. Well, they're going to play a backup point guard at all this year. I mean, of course, I, they don't have one. That's what the problem is. Well, they uh, have one, Phil. He's over on the bench. He's I not mean, even playing. That's the thing, Phil. We have one. They're not playing him. But how's he going to get ready for next year by not playing? He can't. I'm just using Isn't common sense here. How come nobody asked uh, Rick Barnes tough questions about the media? You know what? I, mean, I don't understand it at all. Bah. 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 Well, that kind of explains it right there, don't it? I tell it like it is, Phil. All right, guys. I'm going to get off here. I enjoy the show. Uh, I knew uh, finally somebody would have some common sense around here. Because uh, you sure don't get none of that other show. See you. Phil doing what Phil does, taking a shot at the drive on the way out. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Fan Run Radio Overtime continues. NASCAR driver Kyle Busch was arrested in Mexico. Four? He had a 38 with hollow points in it, buddy. Oh, Sounds like Ja. Yep. We, we know all about gun stuff around here. Well, and the thing is, it's like they said they resolved the issue because he was sentenced to three and a half years in jail and paid 27,000 pesos, which is the equivalent of like one point. One thousand U.S. dollars, eleven hundred dollars, whatever you want to call it, and yeah, he just flew back to North Carolina because he went to a private terminal, and for whatever reason, the National Guard got called in and found a gun on his plane. Why so, was he in Mexico? Yeah, why? I think they said family vacation. He's Kyle Bleepin Bush, <laughs> Cancun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who won the race? Martin Truex Jr. Who? Martin Truex Jr. That's a pretty big name. Yeah, that's. I, what companies is he with? Or foundation? Or <laughs> <laughs> foundation. I don't know. I don't know how you describe him. You ever heard of head coach Joe Gibbs? No. No. You've never heard of head coach Joe Gibbs from the NFL? No. You're asking the, the NFL casual over here. Joe he was Gibbs. the head coach for the Redskins. Did he? Joe Gibbs. I don't know if he ever won a Super Bowl or not. When was this? What the nineties? <laughs> yeah. How was also? I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, I don't even know who Joe Gibbs is. Am I that old? I, don't you know, I mean, you just know more, I guess. Joe, I don't even know. I, that's so the first Joe time. Gibbs, NFL head coach. Okay. NASCAR owner. Right. Yep. Why? He drives for Joe Gibbs. Bass Pro Shop is his main sponsor. Ah, nice. Bass Pro Shops. They have one of them. Those in Memphis. I've been to it. So have I. It's a very mid facility. It's a waste of time. Yep. You ride that elevator and you look out at our beautiful city. <laughs> our beautiful city. You see explosions <laughs> over here. Like yeah, beautiful skyline we have. Hmm. And there's your daily take for the city of Memphis. Um, Austin Dillon 
Driver in the number three, Chevrolet, finishing second. Kyle Busch finishing third. Bryson, what were your takeaways from the clash? I thought it was pretty cool at the end since Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch are teammates. Bush was second, Dillon was third, and Kyle Busch kind of said, hey, you've got a better shot than I do, take it over. So he let him pass him, and he didn't win, but it was cool. And uh, as a Kyle Larson fan, I was a little bit disappointed. He didn't he didn't run very aggressive. He just kind of sat in the top ten all night. That's why I like Logano. He's another guy I like, Team Penske. He's aggressive. Like He's either going to finish top ten or – mid to back of the field just because he's racing so aggressive so well and think about this you know we have seen the number three be relevant Mm -hmm. we've seen the number eight be relevant imagine number three and number eight being relevant in the same nascar season because i think you might be about to see that you might see the rebirth of richard childress racing because of what's going on over there right now bringing in kyle bush Mm -hmm. having austin Dillon drive under him Davis is getting so aggravated with us right now. I'm not. I'm, I'm looking at something. Going to Facebook right now. Okay. For certain, I'm, uh, I'm watching individual. I'm watching the Pro Bowl highlights behind us. Okay. What What in the world happened here? Okay. I, I saw, what is this slot? All I saw flag was, football. Yeah. All I saw was the offensive D line and running through cardboard cutouts of the AFC and NFC. This and, looks like NFL Street. I mean. I saw Jalen Ramsey, like, uh, he decked Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know what's going on, man. This is, this is, what, like 7v7 or something? Why does anyone even want to do this anymore? I mean, it's an honor to be a pro bowler, but why would you even want to, like, participate in this? This is ridiculous. Did y'all see the catch competition or whatever? I saw it on TikTok. That was the biggest joke I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, all I saw was offensive linemen, like, throwing 45 Why is pounds. Pete why is Davidson Pete, here? Why is, uh, why is Pete Davidson there, man? What is going on? That guy has never played a down of football in his life, probably. Or a sport. <sighs> probably. You're probably right, Matthew. Just call it how it is. Yep. And now we're talking about girls' flag football somehow. And Brady to start Fox broadcast role in 2024. 10 year, $375 million. That's, that's more than he made in the NFL, by yep, the way. He made $344 million throughout his career. In the 23 years that he played? Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'll go with that answer. And not to mention endorsement deals. Not to mention endorsement deals upon endorsement deals upon endorsement deals. The guy's going to probably make over a billion dollars in his lifetime. Speaking of guys that are probably going to reach that amount, LeBron James says that he wants to do stuff that normal people get to do. I want to go to Target. I want to go to Starbucks and put my name on a cup. What? What are you? He's sad, bro. What? He really hey, is. Hey, no, may, no. May, maybe it's me. Yeah, maybe it's me. He tweeted that last time. Maybe it's me. I really? That. Maybe it's me? The most egotistical player in the NBA thinks it's him. He's so sad about Kyrie. Yeah. He, now he, he did said, a sit-down interview today yeah, yep. about it. Yep. Um, I think he's just, that was just a public ploy to uh, put pressure on Rob Palenka to do something. Yep. But uh, He won't. You know, I don't know. I don't know why he's really complaining about going to Target or anything, man, because he could buy a Target by himself. Buy a Target. A Target. And rent it out. And rent yep. it, no, not even rent it out. Just buy it. He owns the target yeah. by himself, and he get self-employed. A bunch of employees act like he's just a normal casual walking down the street and not bother him. Yep. You could ask him where where's the where's the TVs located at. Man, some targets have Starbucks in them, so you can kill yeah, two he, birds yeah, with one stone. Hey, two birds, one stone. Yep. Yeah. Mr. LeBron. Yeah, Mr. James. Mr. James. Yeah. To say like 
to act like he can't just go to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. He can. I don't think he can. I think he'll get swarmed. Unless well, then that's like... why you order on the app and you change your name to Josiah. Oh, yeah, because a big 6'8", yeah. giant yeah, uh, two, gonna... 280 guy yeah, walking he, in. Yeah, just really... go through the drive-thru. Just go buy just a beater for Starbucks purposes. Who was? Somebody went through the drive-thru. It was uh, it went like McDonald's or something, and he was getting like mobbed. I forgot who it was, but anyway, I don't I don't know what LeBron's complaining about right now, man. He's just in his feels. He'll get over it. He's so sad, and I'm here for every single bit of it. Hmm. If he wins a ring, uh, keep that same energy. Have you seen one of the potential trades? Oh, I've uh, uh, I've been on me. that trade machine, buddy. Trust me. We were on this trade machine for about an hour and a half last night. So the thought of Lonzo Ball going oh, back shit. to the Lakers. No one wants that, man. He's he's injured. He hasn't played in almost two years. What, his last game was January 2022. It was like 30 yeah. games in the past 130. So yeah. counting all – he didn't play all last season, and then now you're 50 games into this year. That's 130. He's played like yeah. 30 out of the last 130 games. Yeah, I mean – I mean, I don't know why the uh, – He has no trade – why would he have any trade yeah, value no right trade now? Value. He has no trade I mean, value. The, but he's owed $22 million, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he signed he a four-year, 80-year or $80 million deal, dollar deal to yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, if I was the Nets, I would take the uh, Suns trade, Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. You, like we said on the break or whenever it was before the show, you uh, rent Chris Paul basically for half a season. You see if he can get your championship. Then, well, in the Kyrie trade, uh, Dallas is official. Yeah, I know. Mar- they let him walk. Markeith Morris is involved in that trade as well. He's going to Dallas. I don't know how you can – you know, they they said that the Nets owner did not want to give Kyrie to the Lakers, which was his preferred destination. Is like, that not tampering? Yeah, how is that – I don't. that's not even operating on good faith because the Lakers had a better deal, if you ask me. The Suns and the Lakers both had yes. better deals. The Lakers offered Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Max Christie, and two first-round picks, which is a better deal than Spencer Dinwiddie look like somebody's uncle, <laughs> and Dorian Finney-Smith and a bag of apples. <laughs> bag of beans. Yeah, for Kyrie a bag Irving. of beans. Yes. Let's go back to the phones. Westchester is next. What do you say, Westchester? Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing good, man. Long time no talk. How are we doing? I'm glad to hear you guys again. Uh, listen, um, I don't know what uh, Mark Cuban was doing yesterday. I don't know if he had some shark tank obligation he left some idiot in charge or something but whatever idiot was in charge of dallas smart yesterday needs to be fired because that trade was that was insane i think it was yesterday right like, that's yeah like, it was official today it right? broke yesterday yeah, it but it was yesterday. official today yeah. but i mean they they gave up the tons of depth and you lost brunson this offseason you could have just gave him 60 million dollars so you're basically trying to patch For- brunson with kyrie for a guy you can't even resign, you can't you're not even guaranteed to resign yes. after the yeah. after the season's over, right? Like yeah. I'm not an NBA guy, so I'm not trying to be an expert, but a guy I work with was explaining this today, and I was like, "Who? He's basically a rental." So, yeah, Kyrie yeah. wants a four year max deal worth like 198 million dollars. Well, who not getting that who is going to who's going to give that to him? He's Seriously. not getting into Dallas. They're going to give it to Luca. Well, Luca's already on a max. Well, yeah. But, but. No. And then the NBA being stupid. Um, at least I think they are. Y'all can tell me why this makes sense. Why would you not flex that game tomorrow with uh, the Lakers to seven or seven thirty? Why why are they playing the the record that one of the two records that nobody thought would ever be beat in the NBA could get beat tomorrow and it's a ten o'clock Eastern game? Are you kidding me? They want it in prime LA time. That way it's seven o'clock tip off out there is pretty much what it is. 
Yeah, but you're giving up. You're giving up the whole the whole East Coast market for it. Pretty much Tuesday, like which was the biggest market at one time. Also, they have a uh, Suns and Nets are playing. It's on TNT doubleheader, so it would be kind of hard to switch that around. Well, the only the only game that I saw yesterday, at, or the only game that I saw for tomorrow at seven, wasn't even on television. Was that so the maybe Nick? there's something televised that I don't know about, but seven o'clock is a uh, Knicks and Magic, but they're not going to start at seven o'clock because that'll be four o'clock yeah. uh, LA time. Yeah. They're not going to do that. But, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to me, but like I said, I'm not a big NBA guy. But I did, uh, I did break down and watch. Uh, I got stuck watching the, the second half of the uh, Lakers game on uh, Saturday. That's the first uh, half of non-playoff NBA I watched in a very, very long time. And, Pretty exciting. There's good plays. Enjoyable. But um, I'm glad you brought up though the uh, the time zones, Westchester, because back in the '90s and the '80s, there was a major push by the schools from the east because you got more TV exposure and you were playing earlier games, and more people got to watch you if you were playing with a team that was in the Eastern Time Zone. That was a big push that was made by colleges back then. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know. I mean, even locally, um, Tennessee doesn't get as many people to a nine o'clock Tuesday game. You know, I mean, just in, just in the stands, much less watching it. People just aren't up that late. But you know, some people have to go dig holes in the morning. Some people have to watch people dig holes in the morning. <laughs> but it has to run a cash register in the morning. You know, stuff happens. Yeah, I got. I'm, I'm the one that watches the people dig the holes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still sitting in the truck with the heat on, drinking coffee. I'm sure, but. Uh, Good for you. Well, but, uh, why are you calling me out, Westchester? How did you know what I do? <laughs> Lucky guess. Lucky guess. But uh, guys, damn, um, damn good coffee. I, I don't want to. I, I hate be. I hate saying the same thing on on two back to back shows. But I'm gonna say it again. There's one thing about the Tennessee team that I'm gonna say, and that's uh, a magic word called resilient. Because somehow, yet again despite how bad they played against Auburn and the fighting Bruce Pearls, and they played bad. But despite all that, they still have yet to lose back-to-back games this year. That's pretty impressive. It was. And I, I still don't know how we pulled that out on Saturday. That was, I mean, Westchester, you can agree, that was the worst basketball game at a high level that we've ever seen. Well, the, and those mouth-breathing mouth idiots and want to talk about the non-call on one one play at the end of the game, the guy just stood straight up, put his arms up, he leaned into him to try to get the call. Look, both teams played so bad that game, you can't point to any one play. Yeah, so, because if you make your shots, you don't have to worry about that play. Right. I mean, they, they both made, what, like four three-pointers combined, both teams, something, Five. something stupid like that? Five. Five. Five, yeah. Forgive me, I forgot. I missed one, but yeah. <laughs> I they mean, combined you, five what, of forty-two. And what did what did Auburn? Sh- I don't know if you guys have the stats in front of you. What I did Auburn them. shoot from the? What did Auburn shoot from the from the stripe? That was like ninety-two percent. Yeah, they shot. Um, hold on. Did they really? They shot fourteen. For the, fourteen for nineteen Saturday. Seventy-three point seven percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's still that's still below. I mean, there's two points there you should have had, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, if they hit their free throws, they win the game. Right. Because I mean, you know, we just we played like garbage, and I, I, that makes that win just a little bit more beautiful. Just to, you know, because I know somewhere, I know somewhere on the, on the long uh, bus ride home, uh, I can't imagine they, they they flew. Maybe they did, but 
I think it was a bus ride. Pearl was sitting on the bus going, God, they played like crap, and we still couldn't beat them. Yeah, yeah. You're not winning. You're not winning here again, Bruce. You're, you're done. But uh, I say that, but it's still the uh, it's still the my favorite. You know, people always post that. What's your biggest what if in sports? You know, what if Bruce hadn't lied about the barbecue? Still one of mine. I still I still love that response. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not completely anti Pearl, but I uh, I'm not upset that he's not here anymore. Um, I'm not sure I would. Yeah, yeah, I probably I. I don't know. Do I want to join? Do I want to go down that road and say that out loud? Do I want to say that I would take him over Barnes? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's tough. I would. I mean, you got to you got to get to the postseason before yeah. you can talk about winning. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. I would not be surprised to see Auburn make a deeper run than us this year, even though we have the much better team. Yeah, I mean, I. Of all of our former coaches, he's probably the only one that I would ever be like, okay, we could do worse. You know, it's probably it's, it's, it's the Bruce, Bruce Pearl basketball uh, rehire, like rehire and Lane Kiffin in football. Is that just the same thing? Mm, no. Lane's worse. Yeah, Lane, Lane is all talking. Bruce is not a troll. Like, he doesn't, like, you know. Bruce Pearl did something that no coach in Tennessee history had ever done and nobody's replicated since. He got us to the Elite Eight. And he actually has the, if I can remember correctly, I believe he has the, um, he's part of the longest run of consecutive tournament years in Tennessee history as well. Uh, he I went every year he was here. He was here from 05, 06 to 2010, 2011. He made the tournament every single year. Right. Pretty amazing. Pretty but, damn good. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's about all I got, guys. Uh, as far as NASCAR goes, you know what? If I'm a celebrity and I'm worth some money and I'm going into New Mexico, I'm bringing in a gun. And if I get arrested, I get arrested. But at least I'm not going to get kidnapped. If I do, I'm going down fighting. So I ain't mad at, I ain't mad at Kirk for that. I'm mad at him for a lot of other stuff, but not for that. Right. Uh, I'm glad we got that crappy race on the really, really small uh, paperclip out of the way so we can go race at real tracks because that is just – that's a joke and I – I didn't think they'd bring it back for a second year, but hopefully they saw it was just as bad as the first year, and they don't they, they find something else to do. You know, maybe take it back to Daytona, maybe go to North maybe go to Wilkesboro next year after they run the All Star there this year, do something. But that that that's, that experiment's got to be gone. L A. If L A. is your is your target market for NASCAR, then you're just completely missing the bus on what you need to do to be successful because that ain't it. You're 100% right. Westchester, appreciate the phone call, buddy. Love you guys. Thanks. Let's keep it rolling. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel? How y'all doing this evening? Pretty good. So, I've heard it said a lot throughout the day, and it's been, it's been a common you know, topic of discussion with this, with this team. And I don't hate this team. I don't. Nobody does. I, do, I don't hate this team. I I, I'm I'm extremely frustrated though with this team. And you have every reason to be. I think everyone is really. When you score 100 points combined in a week, if I can take a live bet with 10 minutes left in the game, and take the under at 105 and a half, and not even have to sweat, things are not good. 
Things are not yeah, good I at saw, all. I saw your tweet about that, and I was like, man, that, that's a lock. But and I heard that, and I heard in the call in the in the aftertime show that you uh, you uh, made uh, some money on that bet. So hats off to you on that one. Spent my money's spent my money wisely. I call that an investment. There you go. You know, I've said it on Twitter, and I've, I've, I'll say it again. I'll say it out loud. Um, we're only going to go. As, this offense is atrocious. Period. End of story. His offense blows, sucks. On just <laughs> sucks. it's awful. I, I mean, and you know, I've heard I've heard Davis speak about it about the the ball screen action and everything. But the NBA, if if, if your game is going to translate, that's exactly what they run. They run screens. They run uh, pick and rolls. Yep. A bunch they don't of really high pick and rolls. Sets. Yep. We don't do any of that, do we? No, we just do motion. We just pass the ball and try to get in like I've said it before about this about the Grant and Admiral team is the difference between this team and that team is that Grant Williams touched the ball every time, and that's what Rick Barnes wants. And I would imagine in a perfect world, Olivier Cumwall was going to be that guy, but that dude ain't. He's never going to be. We just need to sell every bit of stock we have in Olivier Cumwall. Just sell it. The guy is not going to do nothing but be inconsistent. You are not Preach wrong. on. Preach on. I mean, that's the thing. Is we agree with everything you're saying. You're preaching to the choir right now. Like That was so bad on Saturday. It was so bad that when Vescovy got fouled and hit that three, that was the first bit of excitement that I had, only because a shot actually went in the basket. So, you know, I mean, then I, I, I also tweeted, this team could either win it all or go home in the first weekend. And that's the thing about it. You don't know. And that's what frustrates me so badly. I had a, we had a baby shower this weekend, and I could have cared less about the game. And I'm typically a degenerate. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if, if I know college basketball is down in general this this year. Offense is just not there. Um, but I, but we are just so bad offensively, and I just you just never know what you're going to expect, what you're going to get. You don't know what to expect. That's what I just I can't hinge a lot of what hinge a lot of hopes on us making it far in March. I mean that's kind of where we're at too. It's like this there's talent over there. Talent's not an issue. And they were no, saying uh, – right. I mean, they were saying on uh, college game day early Saturday that, you know, if you look back at the championship teams recently, it's hard to win without an NBA-level guard. And we don't yes. have a single one of those on our team right now. I'll be honestly, I'll be honest with you all. Like, outside of Julian Phillips, and I'm not even sure he's going to get to the league with the way he's playing. He will. He will because of – But we got to get they, him the ball. They, we're not getting him the well, ball. When he gets the ball, he just he, – I remember – in the second half against uh, against Auburn, he drove to the bucket one on one and just missed it. Boy, and right with under ten to go, I mean, the it's like he is. I know the analytics, and I'm with you on the analytics, but like says he's the best defensive player on our team. But I mean, I'm waiting for the lights to click for him, and I'm not sure if the lights came on yet. And when it does, he's going to be next level. But when is that going to happen? So I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of I, we'll find out this month if that team if if their legs are giving way. Um, you're going to have to ride Ziggler because you ain't got nothing else to back up with. 
Uh, I know you guys are kind of up against it, but uh, love the topic, and we just got to find some offense. Good God Almighty. Uh, good night and go balls. Appreciate the phone call, Daniel. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books, hour number two of overtime, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.